Oh, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where you can't believe you ate the whole thing. I kind of like that one. Uh, no, I'm just trying to find a, you know, a nice opening slogan for the show here. And I keep bouncing around different ideas. That one might work. I don't know. Anyways, it's a show I do while I drive my car. And uh, it's time for another listener request to wrap up the week. And this one comes from uh, Rob Pollock, who suggested that I cover Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things from 1972. And uh, everybody knows, I think, if they listen to the show or anything else I've done, I'm, I'm a pretty big Bob Clark fan. So Bob Clark directed this one early on. I really haven't seen this one in a really long time. This is one that I've kind of shelved and kind of forgot about. So uh, a nice chance to revisit it and kind of give my spiel on it. Uh, When you look it up, it says it is a horror slash comedy. Well, yeah, it's it's got some dark humor in there, I guess. For the most part, though, it's a zombie flick. Um... One thing I will say about this one, well, let's, let's, let's do a little spiel first, right? So let's do a synopsis. Uh, six friends dig up a corpse named Orville and use him in a satanic ritual that causes the dead to rise from the graves craving flesh. So uh, I think this movie's pretty influential. I think some of the ideas from this are used in many films that we look at in pretty high regards. Obviously, it's pulling from Night of the Living Dead, but giving a reason behind why the dead are coming alive that's a bit more blatant, right? Night of the Living Dead, it was kind of left to whatever. I mean, could have been nuclear, it could have been, you know, alien force, it could have been whatever, right? So here, um, if there's anything, you know, we just talked about Carnosaur and how much... I was so happy to see the tree-hugging hippies getting knocked off. If there's a group that I'd like to push ahead of them, it would be uh, actors. <laughs> Theater people, right? Man, these guys. Talking about getting on your nerves. But yeah. And uh, that's pretty much what this movie is. They are uh, being led out to this secluded island that's been set up as like a ritual graveyard that uh, I don't know not exactly sure I can't remember what the story was of why this island is just used as a graveyard but anyways this leader of this acting troupe theater troupe again if a meteor hit the boat when it was going across and killed them all I'd been happy I'm just these are the kind of people that just drive me insane little too artsy fartsy for me but anyways they're led by uh alan ormsby who uh he's the main uh leader of this troop and alan ormsby goes on to do great things not to mention that he he acts in this movie but he also did all the the effects which i have to say for the time and for the budget of fifty thousand dollars pretty dang impressive and uh, so he goes on to write some other movies and direct some other movies. He co-directed Deranged. Uh, so that kind of makes sense when you start looking at the the layout of the Bob Clark 
movies, you know, it kind of fits right in there and it makes a lot of sense. So um, kudos to him for being the person I want to die immediately and also giving us some, some pretty great effects for the time. Again, 1972, um, you kind of had a drought of zombie movies because Night of the Living Dead just kind of cornered that market. You had that and you had the uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, and uh, which is another great zombie flick. And uh, so you get this group going out to, out to this island, and like I said, Alan Ornsby, man, he, he's the typical theatrical guy. He's wearing the multicolored 60s pants that, you know, just scream out that I'm a monkey's reject. <laughs> he's got the big mustache. He's got the handkerchief around the neck. You know, instantly want to kill this guy. And you kind of, uh, you know, like I said, the whole troop, you got some space cadets out there, right? The ones that think that they can talk to, you know, spirits, and, you know, it's, it's just that bunch, right? I mean, I've, I've been around these people. I know how they are, and it's just like, man, what a bunch of Fruit Loops. Anyways, if you're a theatrical person, I'm sorry, but that's just kind of how I see it. It's like, yeah, I need to come back down to Earth just a little bit, right? But um, they go out to this island, and Alan, which is just the character's name in the movie, is setting up this thing where they're supposed to react to all this stuff going on and he kind of has them in the in the palm of his hand because they're all getting paid to do this right so it's a lot like stage fright that we just recently covered where you find a group of actors that are so hard pressed don't have any money and they'll do whatever you ask them to do well that's kind of the story we got here these these kids have no money so they're willing to deal with all this craziness just so they can get some bread and uh, so not only did I think stage fright kind of pulls with this but there's a lot of evil dead in this too man if you really look at it uh, the fact that he's reading these uh, satanic rites or whatever out of a book trying to bring the dead back hmm sounds very familiar um, anyways again Bob Clark ahead of his time uh, if you're not familiar with Bob Clark's work, uh, <laughs> you are familiar with Bob Clark's work, you just don't know it. The same guy that did this movie and did Deranged, not Deranged, but uh, Death Dream, and did Black Christmas, one of the most iconic slasher flicks of all time, also did Porky's and A Christmas Story. So, you know, uh, you know his work. It's amazing that he's made such iconic movies and uh, on different ends of the spectrum. So that's Bob Clark for you. Brilliant director. Um, kind of miss him. He was, he's, he's the late, great Bob Clark, man. Good stuff. But getting back to this story, Alan, you know, you go through all the hoopla of getting there and him telling the story of the graveyard and all this stuff. And yeah, they dig up this body and uh, Orville, they've got him propped up, and they uh, start doing this ritual, uh, Alan does, trying to bring back the dead, and as soon as he's done, nothing really happens, and then one of the other ladies get down, it's like, you don't know how to do it, let me do it, and she does it, and she calls him out for being a, you know, a crap artist, right? 
So they're having some laughs and jokes and stuff, but maybe it actually worked, right? So the dead start coming back and start attacking the troop, and you pretty much have a Night of the Living Dead remake at that point. I mean, a lot of the scenarios are exactly the same. The pulling off of the doors in the house, putting them up across the windows, you know, nailing everything shut. And it's done very well, I have to admit. Uh, again, when you look at this for $50,000, it's a pretty impressive little film. And then uh, it gets to where Alan says, wait a minute, there must be a, a ritual in the book that makes it reverse, go back, right? So he reads this script in the book, thinking the same, you know, maybe that's going to help deter them, right? We've, always, we've already lost three or four people in the troop. And when he, when he gets through with the, the passage that he reads, yeah, you see them start kind of going back. And it's like, hey, it's working. They're leaving. And so when all, the, when all the zombies leave the house, they think that they're free to go. And uh, when they get out, not so much. <laughs> right? So Alan and one of the ladies ends up running back to the house. And... Uh, on the way up the stairs, which the zombies are chasing him, he literally throws the girl at the zombies, sacrificing her so he can get away. And he goes upstairs to a room, which he stayed in earlier, and he has Orville up there. He stored the body up there. He's, I don't know, been disrespecting the dead with Orville, right? Not that I think he's done anything sexual or nothing like that. I don't think it's that kind of movie. But just the fact of, He's had the body around, laying around. He sits with him on the couch and all that kind of stuff. And this lady that he sacrificed earlier kept saying, you don't know what you're doing. You're, you're disrespecting the dead. And she starts apologizing, which, you know, when he throws the girl at the zombies, they kind of just set her aside and they proceed on after Alan. Like, they're not after her, which you don't really see what happens to her, but quite possible that they set her aside because, you know, she she didn't disrespect the dead. She was trying to make amends for it. And, uh, but who knows? In your mind, if you think she gets eaten up, then fine. That's perfectly fine. But they come after Alan. He gets upstairs and he shuts the door and goes who's waiting on him. That's right. Orville's there and he's ready to even the score. And that he does. And that's kind of how the movie ends. Um, there's, there's not a lot to go over as far as detail. It's pretty wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, takes a little bit to get going because, again, you're dealing with these people that, again, let's be honest, I, I'm ready for them to be killed in the first five minutes of the movie. And Alan is the, the perfect guy that you just you just want this person to, you know, have a terrible death. hate to say it that way, but it's really how, how it comes out. This is an impressive little flick. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's on Tubi. It's it's fun. Uh, it, like I said, it takes a little while for it to get going. And it is dated because of this theatrical tro troupe and the clothes they're wearing. Man, it is an ensemble of what people wore in 1970 through 1972. Wow. These clothes are... I mean, it's for real. There's no doubt about it. These, these people are wearing their actual clothes, I think, for the most part. Uh, from what I understand, 
half these people are not even really, you know, professional actors. They're just friends that Bob Clark had that maybe had a acting background. So again, very Evil Dead-ish, right? When you talk about making a movie of this caliber. And uh, kudos for that, man. It's a, it's a fun little flick. I recommend it if you're a zombie fan of any kind. And uh, check this one out. It's, it's got a lot to offer and a lot of influences that you're going to say, wait a minute, uh, that's kind of the same idea from this movie that came out 10, 15 minute, minutes, 10, 15 years later. So, uh, yeah, kind of have to give it credit for that. It was uh, ahead of its time and uh, a good resource for other ideas that we see later on in other flicks. So there you go. That's my take. Rob, uh, thanks for recommending this one, man, because it is a good flick, no doubt about it. And uh, I recommend everybody check it out. I'm going to give this a four out of five. I think it's that much fun to watch. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.